ready in חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. Two glasses, one for far and one for near. <laughs> LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio, Tejas. Come see me there, July 15th through 17th. Liberty Town, Liberty Township, Ohio, July 22nd through 24th. Columbus, August 12th through 14th. And then Oklahoma City, September 23rd through 25th. Indian Apple Tits, October 6th and 7th. Denver, Colorado in October. And then it goes into Raleigh, Jew Dork Titties, New York. I am back. I'm going to Caroline's and then Orlando. I'm very excited. I'm ramping up to tape a new hour of stand-up comedy. So if you want to see how the sausage is made, my voice is cracking. I saw I'm hitting puberty. Come see how the sausage is made. It's really, really fun. Now with me... I mean, what an honor, this woman. <laughs> I, would, I would say, you know, there don't, are hardworking people in show business. Don't hype me up too much. No, you're the hardest working woman in show business. <laughs> uh, not only do you have a very successful podcast with your partner, Bobby Lee, but you live and take care of Bobby Lee. That is a job. That is, that is. Might be, you know, Mike Rowe should interview me. Yeah. You know, the dirtiest job? Yeah. <laughs> he should come into our home. Tiger Belly. Yes. You guys, how long have you been doing Tiger Belly for now? I think six years now. Yeah. You guys are great together. I'm so horrible at it. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I think you've grown. I think we all have grown as podcasters. It's an art form and you learn and grow over the years. But, yeah. but mostly I think everyone is, why that podcast works on so many levels is like, the stakes between you and Bobby being an actual real life couple. And we all want, we want the reality show, Kalila, Bobby mm -hmm. Lee, what mm -hmm. the fuck goes on on a day to day basis? How do you maintain him? Um, there's no way you can't wrangle that boy. He's, he's his own kind of demon. I think <laughs> like he, in, honestly, he's like a demon baby, but, <laughs> but you just let go and let God. That's the one th you you cannot yeah. try and micromanage or control somebody like that. No, it's either just radical acceptance yeah. or get the fuck out. Wow. Yeah, I think I think you have. A, I think in any relationship, there has to be acceptance. You can't you can't control. You can't. It, yeah. It's just it gets in the way of. Well, here's the thing. He, I shouldn't really should talk him as much as I. I, I think that that's my default because. That's what I do with him on Tiger Belly. Wow. So I poke and prod. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But um, I, I'm obsessed with him. You know this. Like, I can't, I can't describe it. I'm like, what is this thing? Like, I'm tethered to him more than just, I, I can't, I've never met anyone like him. No, he's just, one of a kind. Just when I think I've figured him out, like, he just surprises me with, pooing in the back of our Prius. You know what I mean? Like, right, things, right. I'm like, who right, are you? Right. Who made you? Right. How did you become this way? Aren't you Asian? Don't you have shame? Right. That's supposed to be a big part of the culture. Yeah. Is shame and he doesn't have. Have some shame. Yeah. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. When I, I remember the first, 
thing I learned about Bobby where I was like, oh, he's not like, he's not like anybody else is his glue habit yeah. where I don't, does he still do this? Glue thumbs. He's a glue artist. And this is one of the well, things what, that people, I really like. Tell people what it so, is. So um, when we were younger, we used to do the glue hands, glue thumbs, glue fingers, right? You, you put Elmer's glue. Elmer's glue and you let it dry. Then you try to peel it off without in, in one piece without trying to, That's without breaking them apart. Such a good challenge. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> I loved it. It was one of my favorite childhood hobbies. So when I met him, I was super excited about that part. Yeah. I was like, you do what? Yeah. <laughs> because I used to do, I used to do this thing in elementary where I would do, I would show him all the different ways I did it. And he would show me all the different ways he did it. Wow. But he puts eight layers on. Wow. Wait and so he lets, he's like this for on plane rides everywhere. He brings the glue on the plane and people are looking. At, and so he puts eight layers on and it's so thick, but when it comes out, he then makes it sort of these little statues we have at home and then he he puts stickers and designs them and fan giveaway that is the grossest thing i've ever heard and how does he get away with it on planes you'd be surprised what he gets away with on planes i think he's smoked in every every single flight he's been on <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> who knows i don't know like i just i he's so because he's he does get he's a small asian guy he's yeah. very inconspicuous you know totally he's just he's cute looking yeah he can get away with murder because no one's gonna think that that guy is yeah that's why when we were like for instance when we were in high school my best friend was a short korean girl who was um a bible thumper we had her jack so much shit for us from sephora <laughs> so she would just swipe a hole yes and no one would suspect her. i know she what you're talking about out. i know I know what you're talking about. I had a friend in Catholic school who was such a good girl and we had these bake sales every now and then and she, same thing, she'd go up and just sticky fingers, she would swipe everything at the bake sale and nobody thought the good Christian girl does yeah. that. And she would always say that. She's like, you have to look like you know what you're doing or that you have mm -hmm. to look like you're not doing anything wrong. Like it's totally, yes, of course I should steal this pen. Like it's a mindset thing. But I, it's also yeah. a face thing. I look like oh. a thief. You like, think so? Yeah. yeah. I look like, yeah. especially in high school, I was from the hood. Yeah. Like I had, I was a full-blown chola. Yeah. Oh, I and love cholas. Wait, where I did know you, grow you do. Up? Where'd you grow? Well, I came here to America when I was 15. Wow. And I, with yeah. dreams of going to a white school like Sweet Valley, because that's <laughs> yeah. all I read growing yeah. up. I was like, Sweet Valley, like yeah. Elizabeth and Jessica, the twins. Yeah. And when I came here, so we lied about our address because we lived in the hood, yeah. in the snake pits. Yeah. And we lied about our address and then La Cunada High School found out. No. They were like, out you go, bitches. And so we ended up at Blair High School, which was a predominantly Ooh. like black and, and, and um, Latino school, which was the biggest blessing in disguise. Mm. I, that school was so, it made me who I am today. Right. Like I didn't belong in La Cunada. La Cunada's pretty good school it's a good school and they had a great swim team but yeah but did you know did i learn to jump bitches there yeah no, no i didn't and to do your makeup like you i see you still have some fresh ass eyeliner like, <laughs> my eyeliner <laughs> yo like those skills come from being a chola eh? and i dated cholos you did oh my god Girl, tell me i love now let me uh, tell you i love cholas and cholo culture it's so angelino like uh -huh. this is a hundred percent i feel like just angelino Mm -hmm. the romance of the cholo like oh god i can't even describe it i i daydream i tell bobby it's like you leave me i'm back to the hood i'm back to my roots because i feel like i was the first like true rachel dolezal yeah when i you came race, here race uh, what do they call 
Not a, it's a racial. Come on, you know, in the gender swap, racial like, appropriation. You sound like that. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I did full on chola cultural appropriation, <sighs> and I really should. But when I first came here, I was too fobby for the um, Asians. Fresh off the boat, for people who don't know that. Yeah, they're like, oh no, like you're actually from the Philippines. Like that's so uncool. Oh, and then man. the did you speak the language? Yeah, speaking? I speak the language Thank and everything. And no, no. Did you speak English when you? Came oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's that's an advantage. And so, um, but the Mexicans in my school, they were like, you're one of us, girl. Come this way. And then I just went to quinceaneras. Like I made out with everyone's uncles. Yeah, Yeah, dog. I would ride bikes with my cholo boyfriend. A lowrider bicycle? A lowrider. And um, yeah, I would get into fights. I was scrappy. Did they, did they, did the girls hide razor blades in their hair? Um... I don't know. I think that my time passed the razor blade time. Gotcha. Yeah. That was the earlier. Yeah. The earlier. Version. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the romance. I mean, I love how um, um, they listen to oldies. I I'm I'm a I have a playlist called Veteranos. <laughs> I have all, I'm so well versed on Art LeBeau and all Art the oldies. Art LeBeau and the oldies okay so for those of you who don't know art lebeau would do these is it sunday shout outs i think it was sunday it was like a sunday night and he would do these shout outs they were like specifically for basically cholos in prison and they'd be like this not this next song goes out to baby girl Uh uh-huh um well my my name was licks say say it again but say licks okay uh this next song goes out to licks (laughs) uh your boy what what is puppet name? puppet was yeah, my my, my puppet, dude yeah. yeah your boy puppet is holding it down in yeah. south central compton or whatever <laughs> like he'd be in a prison right and it was like those prison dedications yes oh god yeah. you're making my heart flutter licks 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 why licks yeah well because i gave tons of blowjobs <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't stop sucking dick it was unfortunate like i was a really cocky immigrant i was like uh, my niceness is not working. I just started blowing everyone. <laughs> but that's the brilliance of like Cholo and Chola nicknames too. They're yeah. like, hey, like you're you're fucking all mean and shit. They'll call you the devil. Like you're Diablo. Like it's <laughs> yeah. always like, oh, she give blowjobs? Her name is Licks. <laughs> Licks. So how did you, did you start giving BJs when you landed in the US or were you doing that in the Philippines? Took before? a while. No, no. Yeah. I came here really prudish, didn't shave my legs, um, very straight edge. Like I was a, I was in the Philippine national team. Like I was supposed to be this like racehorse that came to America and just like made it to the, Olymp- to the Olympics. You're kidding. I did not. You were, so you were a runner? No, a swimmer. A swimmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why you guys came over? Yeah. I was supposed to continue on my path to the Olympic games. And then what? I ended up, and that's why La Cunada was supposed to be the school for us because yes. they had such a great swim team. And um, that did not happen. I ended up going to Blair High School, but my sister and I took Blair High School like a no name too. We we won like um, California State Championship. So you did. Day. So you ended up swimming, and you you made them a success. Yes. Wow. Yeah. See, this is this is why I wanted you on the show <laughs> because I feel like Bobby <laughs> takes all the attention <laughs> on Tiger Belly, and we never get to know your story. I mean, you're so interesting. I can't. Be- I didn't know you came here at 15. I yeah. mean, that is. And that had to have been devastating to land in the U.S. And like, you thought you're going to La Cunada. That's a different, whole different thing. And, you know, at that time, the internet wasn't in like full bloom, right? So my only idea of America, I thought America was just one giant land and everything was sort of just like the same from east to west. So 
when I first came here, my only reference was we revered whiteness. The only time I saw maybe like black kids my age was in the movie Dangerous Minds. Like that was my only <laughs> reference for it. Right. So you just, you don't know the culture. But I think a lot of people who aren't from the U.S. Mm. like don't, like in Hungary, they're like, my, I have friends there who are like, oh, do you know black people? Like, do they all rap? <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's a different, okay. So, so you come here. Yeah. And, and so I was, so I was very straight edged. And then I was miserable. Like I wasn't, no boys would talk to me. I had like, I had retainers, big gums. And then I saw all these wonderful, beautiful cholas just <sighs> killing it, just catching dick left and right. Yeah, girl. So I was like, I want to do that. So yeah. I started with a lip liner. Okay. I started over plucking my eyebrows. Hell yeah, me too. I, I'm still fucking growing them in from the Same. 90s. I fucked that the shit left. up. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so hold on. What kind of, what kind of, um, did you do like the black eyeliner with black the red? lip liner? Same, because mm -hmm. goth girls and cholas have the same makeup and a lot of mm -hmm. people don't realize that. Yeah. But we're crossover cultural. Crossover, yeah. totally. And I love cholas. They always defended me when mm -hmm. I used to get into fights with fucking black jokes. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> You don't understand, but like LA public school is like fucking, it's like prison. Some of them. Can it's be rough. So rough. It's yeah. rough. And I, like the, the best way I can explain Blair High School at that time was like, like kids got stabbed. Yeah. Like on Friday, on a casual Friday. Like we weren't allowed to wear uh, red or blue. Yeah. To so school. neither were we in junior high school because yes. the bloods and the crips. Yeah. So you couldn't affiliate, right? Because if you wore red, they'd be like, where are you from? Like Pasadena, yeah. Denver lanes were the bloods at that time, you know? And so the bloods had taken over like Pasadena, Altadena at that time. So you just have to be really careful if you like, or they'd think you were like part of the squiggly lanes. The squiggly lanes? Or the, you know, wherever. Oh, that's a, like, that's a gang it's name. It's a real gang name. Squiggly lanes. Damn, I never heard of them. Or PDL Bloods. Damn. Villa Boys. <laughs> I'm afraid to do these shout outs. We may not want to keep this on the DL, Art Lebo. Yeah. Um, but, but my Chola boyfriends were loyal, sweet, sweet. tender lovers. Yeah. Like I fantasize. And one of them actually called me from prison. Well, he got out of prison Aww. not too long ago. Yeah. What was his name? His, his name was Victor. He, he goes by Victor. Puppet. Oh, I'm your puppet. I oh, love that, that song. song. It's a good I one. know. <laughs> he used to oh, sing it to me. Yeah. He's like, uh, oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. What did he, he called you Licks? He called me Licks. So he called me. Like, I didn't even know how he got my number. He was like, what's up, Essa? I was like, hey, Victor, what's up? He's like, why are you talking like a white girl? He's like, and and he he wanted to name he he said he had a girlfriend who who was pregnant and he wanted Damn. to name his daughter Kalila. So there's a little baby Chola somewhere in LA oh, named Kalila. Sweet dude. I was like, yeah. I actually wanted to name um our first son Victor because I love. Victor's a great name. Yeah, it's such like a I don't know Oscar great. Oscar's name. a great one Hot too, name, yeah. dude. Uh -huh. Yeah, I uh -huh. fucking love that. I had an Oscar. I had a Puerto Rican Oscar. Was he uh, affiliated? No, homie. No. <laughs> he was affiliated with Road Rules. <laughs> I made out with him when we stopped filming. Nobody knows. Yeah. Got it. From Road Rules. Um, you want to look him up? Oh, you fucking piece of shit. You're going to look up see Oscar. This. Oscar Hernandez? Where's Oscar? Oh, he's cute. That's not Oscar. Oh, that the bearded uh, guy is not. Chale, way. Did you say that a lot? Chale, yeah. Chale, way. That's not him, fool. 
That is not Oscar Hernandez. Okay, bye. But he that start. guy's my type. <laughs> That's my type. I love my fatties. I like you. I like Chunky. No, is it Hernandez? I don't even remember his last name. Oscar Road Rules. Maybe he. Oh, oh, he was um, the cruise, the the season where they went on a study semester at sea. I think. Shit, I don't know. this is like twenty years ago. You're asking me. You're asking me. Nobody's asking me. Is that Oscar? Is that, that guy right him? there? No, Road Rules Eight, right there. Semester at Sea. That's not him. With I a... don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. That was Yes, dude. I don't know. Oscar. It was Oscar from. That boy's name is Yes, and he was cute as shit too. I'm your puppet. All right, well, this is pointless. This is going nowhere. Remember that song, <sighs> "Summertime" in the LBC. Summertime. <laughs> we're rocking on the what that was? No, on the LBC. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) So, so hold on. So he called you, puppet called you from prison and he's like, oh, oh yeah. And he's like, I got with this girl pregnant. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. were you bummed out that he got some other girl pregnant? Or were you used to that at that point? Um, Like, did you think you and puppet were exclusive? No, puppet and I broke up well before he got locked up. And I was really sad that he got locked up because I, I remembered him as being just the sweetest dude. That's so I was just thing. like, what kind of bullshit did you get into? Yeah. Like you were the loveliest person. To yes. Me. All the Chola boy, the Cholo boys mm-hmm. were like the sweetest. They mm-hmm. love their moms. They were nice. They're just so nice. They love camping. Yeah. <laughs> they love to camp. Cholos love to camp. <laughs> Like if you go to like San Bernardino campsites, it's all the cholos. They're just blasting their oldies. Their oldies, homie. Oh God. What about um? What was another thing they like? They like oldies. No, I can't. My brain is fucking fried. So anyway, so you dated cholos. Was there a serious love of your life in high school? Yeah. Who was your your number one? Oh, I had. There's too many to count. So you really blew your way through I, I, America. Well, yeah, I really did. And oh, I do remember this Puerto Rican guy named Gary. Ugh, Gary. I know, but he was from New man. York. But when I first came here, he had such a thick, um, oh, he's from the Bronx. I love So he had a really thick accent. So I was like, oh God, this is so exciting. But I blew him so much and I could not get him to like me. Oh my God. I, so, I blew him in the back of like chemistry class. What? And I was a fr- I was, and I was an A student and we had a Mr. Holt was our, um, our substitute <laughs> teacher. And he didn't even ask me. I was like, hey, do you want to, I was just so desperate for attention because I was yeah. a fucking... As Annie Letterman puts it, I was a refugee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that age too, You, unless your mama tells you, and I don't know what your relationship was with your mom, like unless somebody tells you, because my mother was very explicit. She's like, sex is not the same as love. <laughs> the man, he's fucking you, but he may not love you. The man has to love you before you have sex with him. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was so afraid of having sex without someone yeah. with someone who didn't love me that i was like oh god i can't i can't be this promiscuous person god you're so lucky you got uh, that i yeah i think so was your mom so filipina that she was like she was just um so it's not like sex wasn't talked about because i feel like a lot of my filipina aunts were kind of floosies like they yeah. were you know so it was talked about as a very matriarchal family but when we came to america um she was going through a lot of her own shit as well because she mm. was a really young mom with a really old dad. So my my parents had a 36-year age gap. What? So when we came to America, she was still in her, what, late 30s? 
And my dad was already in his 70s and like dying. Wow. And so she still had a very raging vagina, you know what I mean? And so she was sort of trying to sort out like, where, like, she said, where the fuck am I? And um, she didn't have time to emotionally or like take care of her own daughters at that Mm. time, I think. Um, So no, we didn't get the sex talk. So you're running the streets and that's how you were out blowing puppet. I mean, like I was doing nudes when nudes weren't even a thing. Like I was... I was like, do you have a Polaroid camera? Take a picture of me like that. It's so dumb. Well, I mean, but but also totally understandable. Like, I think my parents too checked out when I was like 13. It was like, they mm-hmm. were like, well, you're a grown up. You're, you're fucking on your own now. And from then on, I was just out. And I was like, well, I guess I'm an adult now. Like, oh. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't sexual from, like I had a, a boyfriend steady through high school, but it was like rebelling, like drugs and stealing shit. Yeah. And, going to nightclubs and failing out of school and blah, like all that. So, you know, it's just when your parents tap out. Yeah, I think my parents definitely didn't have my back there. But um, (laughs) um, I, uh, it was still, I cringe now. I can't believe I made it out alive. Yeah. The the type of shit that I would pull in high school was really like, it's scary. If my kid ever did that, I'd be (sighs) just a fucking mess. Like I would try and hitch rides. Mm anywhere because i didn't have a car i had a bus pass and i was like my outfit is too cute for the mta today so like any car that would stop i'd be like yeah i need to go here and i i would just take rides what so fucking dumb and and was that acceptable in the philippines yeah like maybe safer there like did you assume i never feel unsafe in the philippines and i think maybe maybe i got i was i was i was almost too cocky for an immigrant I came in here just like a bulldozer, like guns blazing. I want to get all the boys. I want, and it backfired, you know. Like I, yeah, I lost myself in high school. Kept like by the time I was a senior, I was so depressed. I was trying to like kill myself. Yeah, me too. You were suicidal too. Yeah, super suicidal. See, I think um, I also think there's something in the immigrant experience too, because I think you and I like there's some. I I came to this place when I was four, so I had that advantage. But like. It's hard enough being a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And then you add on like immigrating to a new country, a whole new culture, and then add on a mother who, like you said, was just trying to figure her own life out. And then a father who's just kind of too old to really yeah. be involved. And now you're raising yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course you were going to go astray. And of course you were going to go out and do crazy shit because no one was telling you how to live or keeping mm-hmm. tabs on you. And then by the time you... Re- and probably I'm I'm just assuming I'm just look given that you and I are one of the few female podcasters in the world <laughs> like you know I can't imagine that home life was fantastic growing up I don't yeah, yeah. so then you cup like that's only so then but when you become a teenager and then you become suicidal because you're like what is wrong is it me is it them mm-hmm. something's wrong I'm sad you almost live in this for me it was like an identity limbo where you know, you wanted so badly to acclimate to what you thought was American, an American teenager, but you had immigrant parents and, yeah. you know, there was just a big disconnect there that I couldn't reconcile with as a teen. Plus my hormones were raging. And so I could not stop trying to kill myself. And really sad stories that, you know, everyone thinks of this American dream. Like when I came, I'd never been sadder than those first four years in America. Mm. Like that's, there's, there was nothing dreamy about 
first coming here, every single adult let me down, mm. including even when I when I tried to kill myself um, the last time, because I did it three times. And no. I was locked up in Torrance. And one of the counselors there got my number and we ended up dating after. And I was I was 17. Like that type of shit that I didn't know was wrong then because I just, you know, I was a dumb kid. So um, stuff like that happened a lot. You, though, but that guy preyed on you. Thank God for Dr. Drew though. Yeah. Because he was my lifeline. Really? All throughout high school. Like he, the fact that he explained like, you know, promiscuity and what that usually comes from. Yeah. Like it's it's just, not your fault. You were reacting. It was a normal yeah. reaction to an abnormal childhood. I'm yeah. Guessing. And I was molested as a child. So hearing him say yeah. that and explain it, I was like, oh boy, like if it wasn't for Dr. Drew, I would have been a very dead teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you, especially when you go through it, something like this, you... Especially as a teenager, you're so messed up and your only people to re reach out to are people your own age who are just going through their own stuff and who can't really help you. And then usually the grown-ups around you are just as fu are fucked up too. Same yeah. in my experience was like, well, I, I'm really depressed. I think I'm something's wrong. And then yeah. all I had four parents because they had remarried and I had step uh -huh. and they were all fucked up. Yeah. So like it was like asking for help with retarded people. <laughs> and then of course you were, you know what I mean? You just spiral further yeah. and further. And until someone explains it to you, like, yeah. no, Kalila, you're the normal one. <laughs> you're yeah. having a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. Yeah. And yeah. you had to deal with so much so young. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Barely got out of there. Barely got out of there. Shout out to my cholos. They got me through hey, it. Same here. I, I thank the chola community. Like, <laughs> cause I, I, so I went to, to, public school where did you go to school so i went to portola junior high um mm -hmm. in the valley and that yeah. was like well the valley is rough yo yo right and same thing immigrant parents like they did not uh -huh. know and here i am like this cute little blonde girl but like i just fucking i didn't know shit and same thing couldn't wear red or blue mm -hmm. it was just like it was like there are fights every fucking lunch and break with nutrition break they call that shit and i was like <laughs> this is prison dude like where am i <laughs> this is fucking prison <laughs> So I began to fights with black chicks, like in, in the locker room. <laughs> there was like a gang of black girls and I used to, they used to fuck with me and I'd yeah. fuck back with them. Yeah. And anyway, the cholas came to my defense. The cholas yeah. were on my side. Hmm. So it's like prison, you know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're fucking, you click up homie with your, you know, your allies or whatever. So the cholas taught me how to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Um, there's my, when I was 13, this girl, a chula, she taught me how to smoke cigarettes. They taught me about oldies and romance and mm -hmm. how to fucking talk some shit. So thank God for the cholas. Yeah, my my friend, I, I was really smart. I was very strategic in who I clicked up with because yeah. one of my friends was, her name is Topacio, but she was a boxer and she was a competitive boxer. And so I just knew to ally myself with her. Like <laughs> as soon as she was my friend, nobody fucked nobody with me. Nobody fucks with you, yeah. yeah. That's right. The minute you get fucking hooked up, yeah. But they, I was they don't fuck with you. No Both more. were at high school. They I was called the face queen. Like I, that was my reputation. The face queen. I was so afraid to even show my face like in the tri city area, like around there, because <laughs> I think that's all they associated me with. Yeah. But um, but you were working out some serious. That's that again, like that. You were working out your shit. You were yeah. working out some trauma. That, all the while trying to still be a competitive swimmer. You wow. Know what I mean? So it was very, it, it was weird, man. And think if it, that's how I got a full ride to college. Not, my grades were so jacked up. Like by senior year, my history teacher, who's my stepdad now, he's been with my mom for a long time. But um, what? 
he was like let me just take over all of your classes you're 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 not gonna fucking graduate and so he let me sit in his classroom get all my shit done i basically wow. had like homeschool in his classroom it's awesome and um a lot of teachers my other teacher my english teacher like they banded together and they were like this girl is um she's really smart we know she's smart like let's help her out because she's really having um some difficulty oh well, that makes me cry like i uh, I totally I relate because I, I think like I was that girl too in high school like I was such a fuck up mm -hmm. and you're just like you just want to prove yourself to the world mm -hmm. after that because you're a high achiever like you were you were an athlete yeah and same too like I I felt like I I was such a fucking loser like what was I doing in high school I failed mm -hmm. out and I was like imagine if we were both dead and our I suicide know. plans panned out I know and it's not even your fault. It's just because your upbringing was nutty, you know? Like, you're just reacting yeah. to some shit that's not even your fault. It's just a whirlwind. Like, yeah. you, you, there's no such thing as finding your bearings. Like, that, that feeling of feeling oh, when grounded you're when depressed. you're two feet on the ground. And, like, yeah, when you're that depressed, everything just feels like it's just a whirlwind around yeah. you, you know? No, you yeah. can't even get out of it. Yeah. Like, you, you feel hopeless and... Uh, yeah, you feel hopeless. Like, how do I get out of this? And and you can't reach out because all the grownups are fuckheads and all mm -hmm. the kids are going through their thing. It's it's a real. But you got so you you got put into an institution. Is that yeah, what you said? three yeah. times. Um, shout wish. out to BHCL Hamburg and Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> and did it, did that help you? Um, I mean, besides dating your caregiver, later I found on. some. I found some really good friends there. But you know, it was it was just a. It was a weird experience, but like you don't overthink a lot when you're in that position because you just want to fucking die, right? Yeah. And you find yourself here and, you know, and now you're learning what a 5150 is. <laughs> yeah. I was a 5150. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, the word contraband, what AWOL means. Yeah. And um, yeah, but, you know, I got a lot of therapy really young. That was the upside. That's huge. But it, it, I was forced into therapy very young. And so I, I was able to crawl my way out eventually and then date one of the counselors. <laughs> See, I, I begged my parents to put me away. I begged them. Yeah. I was like, just fucking put me in a mental hospital. I think something's wrong with me. So instead they sent me to Catholic school. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> but I will say, like I, my only regret in life, I don't have many regrets in life because I think I've fucking lived pretty hard. Like I've done shit. I wish I could have gotten into therapy sooner. Like, I really wish my parents did have the wherewithal to just send me to a shrink at that time and like help me get through it. But I, you know, whatever. It, they didn't know much. We were just trying to survive. Yeah. But I just white knuckled through life until I was in therapy in my 30s, like just in survival mode. Like, fuck, dude, I'm yeah. a fucking loser. I just gotta, I gotta win. I gotta be, yeah. You know, successful i'm a, you know jesus christ i can't imagine how much more miserable i'd be though if like the internet like existed at that time oh my can you imagine yeah i mean all it all my shit would have just been on there oh just my me God. Just <laughs> very being very indiscriminate about who i blew yeah it was just would have been all out there can you like i was goth i was hardcore like i was so into it and like like I would sit in my room and just listen to Joy Division in the dark. Wow. And like, I was a cutter. Were you a cutter? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. God. Yeah. And just like, man, like, oh. And I judge you based on how you cut. 
Like, what angle are you cutting? Are you Is being... that right? Yeah. Well, tell me your method. Let's talk it. Let's talk. What was your jam? Well, I just remember, I don't know what movie I was uh, watching at that age, but it was always, if, if I saw anyone cut just fully sideways, they weren't serious. Yeah. I'm like, that's a cry for help. You yeah. don't want to die. <laughs> but if I saw a diagonal... I'm like, mmm, you're, you're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, what about shapes? I was big into shapes. and. Oh, uh, you cut words. like pentagrams on you? Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Well, it was super cool. It was goth. It was like witchy. Yeah. But yeah. see, that stuff is more... Um, you decorative yeah it's decorative, decorative. it's like yeah. you wanted to give yourself a tattoo but probably didn't have like the money right. for a tattoo right, right. <laughs> you were like just prison style it that's what we tried to do too like we would try to put ink like ball pen ink that'd be kind of dope yeah mm-hmm. that was really really fun so all three times it was you were trying to cut no you cutting yourself no i it. od'd you od'd yeah, yeah i was really trying to be out be out yeah I'm like, we up out of here <laughs> Annie, i was really like fuck america whatever yeah. picture was painted for me is very inaccurate get me the fuck out of here yeah and um take me jesus is where you know and i i had my my suicide note i had oh wow you were I, really I, yeah like i had i had everything um but wow. i i snapped out of that i was <laughs> thank god but thank um god it's one of those things too where it's like you know, at that time, no one was telling me, um, obviously I had been molested when I was a child. And then when I came to America, our family doctor, um, um, sexually, how do I put this mildly? He fisted my asshole multiple times without my consent or without me knowing that that wasn't proto. And because I, again, was, I was an immigrant, right? And he did that to my sister and I. So I had all these feelings. And then instead of, of therapists or psychiatrists saying, well, let's look at the whole picture of what she's going through. They just kept pushing meds. They mm. didn't want to get to know where it was coming from. And they just wanted to throw diagnoses. She's um, borderline mm-hmm. or she's this. And, and I'm like, hey, dudes, but what about this? What about the cause? Know, what about this? Yeah. The root of it all. But it's better now. But back then, I was talking to Dr. Drew about this, too. I was like, fuck, man, just I wish someone had just asked. Yeah. Like, maybe it was a circumstantial thing, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, how old are you? You're 36. 36. So, so yeah, you're almost a decade younger than me. Because, like, uh, Prozac Nation came out in the 90s, I believe. And, like, that was new drugs. So, I probably would have been medicated had it, had it happened, like, that was my first med that I was on was oh, Prozac. There you go. Prozac. Prozac. Yeah. And then the next one was, oh God, I've been on them all. <laughs> I've even been on antipsychotics. Yeah. I got real fat on antipsychotics. But shout out if you need them, take them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got really fluffy on them. See, but the thing is, I've known you now for a few years. And yeah. you, I, my mother was a borderline. And I can attest that you're not Oof. a borderline. I, I I get nothing off of you that is remotely. Well, they say now you're not supposed to diagnose bo- um, young teens borderline because I think every teenager, every teenager with is. just the angst and the yeah. hormones is going to appear borderline. Yeah. But no, I'm not an impulsive person. No. I'm not. I don't run hot, cold, hot, cold. No, you're consistent. If anything, yeah. you've been. Um, and um, so that's one of. Uh, wow, you had a borderline mother. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that explains why I was so nutty. By the time I was a teenager, I was just like, what is going on? My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was a borderline. So, and, and they divorced. So I lived alone with her and then I'd bounce to him. He's an alcoholic. Did you have siblings? No, that was the problem. Oh, fuck. That's rough. Yeah. So then it's just my world. It was just my world. So I didn't know that they were weird until I was much older. <laughs> yeah, but you, you don't. Like, who knows their parents are weird? You don't. Like, even for me, it took me until I was 30 years old to look back and, and finally realize that my upbringing was atypical. <laughs> like, up until that point, I was like, everyone just lives this way. You, you do. You don't yeah. know any better. So yeah. you think that everybody has the same set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still want to do like Al-Anon. I hear that's good where you go and you talk to, I love talking to people about their trauma because yeah. then it helps you go like, oh, you did that too? Like even knowing that you were a cutter, like, oh yeah, me too. You tried to yeah, me too. Like yeah. it's kind of cool because someone listening to this is going to feel, you might, I've had a lot of shame too about being a suicidal teenager and being, got out. Mm-hmm. and then you're like, wait a minute, but I was just coping with what cards were dealt me. That wasn't my fault. That was just my upbringing right i didn't i'm not responsible for that shit right and you know i was a kid but anyway if someone listening has guilt or 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 shame around it there's no need to should be discussed yeah because had there been this podcast when we were 14 15 wouldn't you have loved to listen would have been so liberating for me to hear just anyone even you know say anything that i could relate to yeah um but Alas, but you know, again, like I said, Dr. Drew, Dr. Lifeline, Drew, lifeline, patron saint, love line, lifeline to my, he was just the reason I'm, I can't say it enough. He's like literally the reason I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I believe that. I think, yeah. yeah, he's such a good man and he's a truly good human being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I love him so much. Shout <laughs> out to Dr. Drew. You're the best. You saved Kalila. God. <laughs> so three attempts and then now you're out i know it's like it's like you just want to get through high school i remember that and then but i, I have some great high school stories like okay. it's not that you know what i mean like it's not that it was all doom and gloom there were like pockets of sunshine of course stuff like that of course nothing's always yeah yeah uh, what you got a cholo boyfriend <laughs> i had many but um <laughs> but i jumped i jumped ship like my the I think between my junior year to senior year, I, I dated a, a very, very hot Asian guy who okay. went to Harvard. What? Yeah, and I was his chola girlfriend. No way. And he was like, yeah, because I would take those mall pictures with, the, yeah. you know? And then I, I wrote um, a note in the back and he had it in his Harvard dorm room. Smile now, cry later. Exactly. Did you, did you write K-I-T, that K-I-T, keep in touch. <laughs> And, um, but I always like, lear- I still search, I always look at his Instagram. Yeah. So I was like, this guy was cool. He grew up super like privileged, yeah. you know, he drove an Audi, but Damn. like he wanted like dirty this, girl. he wanted yeah. this dirty girl. Yeah. And so was he, was he tall? So tall. Yeah. He was six two. Damn, for Asian mm-hmm. guy, that's good. Taiwanese, so oh, hot. Oh, I had a Taiwanese. Oh, we talked about this. I had that before Tom, I almost married a Taiwanese. Oh, he was Taiwanese? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was Korean in my head for some no, reason. No, I, I like the food. Yeah, Taiwanese men are hot. Yeah, they are. They're, they're tall. Yeah. Yeah. And that he had thick be. legs. I look at his Instagram now and he's still hot. See? Could have been, bro. I know. And then said you got Bobby Lee. He's a little, he's exactly the same. Yeah. Six two. He's pocket-sized, a version <laughs> of that guy. 
<laughs> compact. Compact. So that could have been that could have been that could have been you. So what does he do for a living? I think he's uh, the god of Taiwan, honestly. Damn. Like when I like, I don't, I don't want to give too much information no, no, away because, but, but he, um, he's like a businessman and he has like clones clubs there and stuff. Damn. And I remember the beginning of of COVID, he was like, "Hey, like get out of there, man! It's just a mess. Like come to Taiwan." And I went looked over at Bobby. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> My life could take a really drastic turn right now. <laughs> right. So do you, you mentioned in the lobby, you're like, sometimes I think about my life without Bobby. Um, I mean, isn't that something everyone thinks like the yes. the opposite side of what life could look like? I, but I do it in a, a panic abandonment way where I'm like, oh my God, if my husband died now, I'd have to get on the apps <laughs> and I'd have to Wait, eat ass because everyone's fucking eating ass and I don't do no, that. No, no, no. That's, that's honestly, it's died down. Everyone's back to not eating? eating ass. Yeah. Yeah. COVID killed that dream. Everyone oh. is not eating ass anymore. Thank God for COVID. You're so lucky. We're so lucky. Um, these dirt asses in there. I, I, you know, I talk a lot about eating ass, but that is, that really is a young girl's game. It's a young girl's game. Wait yeah. a minute. You talk a lot about it? Or did you do it a lot for um, Bobby? No, I have in the past. And Bobby's the only person who has resisted any type of ass play. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of glad because yeah. I think that I talk a big talk, but when it comes down to it, it's just, I, I, I kind of, I'm with you. Do you huh. Interesting voice. Like I put on a poker face. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, cause I, my, my rule is like, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're, what's your rule? My rule is like, everything goes like in the bedroom. Right. Um, but uh, 36, you know, it's a new year. <sighs> My feelings are changing. So you're saying that, yeah, you kind of did it in the past just to please or appease. Mm -hmm. And it's not, did you taste brown? I have, unfortunately, not intentionally. Yeah. Mm, I have. And is there a way <clears throat> to not taste brown? Because these boys are trying to tell me that if they clean up enough, if they shower it up enough, you won't taste the You brown. know, I had a friend and she was dating, she wasn't dating, she was seeing the CEO and he would come to LA like twice a month and he would just Uber her over just so he didn't want to make out. He didn't want to have sex just so he could go on all fours and she would just eat his butt. Yeah. And she said that <laughs> he had it down to a science because he that's that was his thing. Like he just loved getting his ass ate out. Yeah. So he, it was very, very shiny it was a shiny shiny wow. asshole but it sounds like you're talking about an atypical male i mean this is a type a personality highly uh, <laughs> su successful immaculate male yeah i mean this is not your average bobby you're Lee right. or tom segura i mean this, this is, is american psycho yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 he's impeccable with everything yeah including his asshole yeah that's rare for anybody really yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, Bobby. Bobby, thankfully, he's Korean, so he almost. I don't think he has Hairless. like apocrine glands. Like his, he doesn't yeah. smell in his armpits or anything like that. That is the good thing about dating Asian men; they don't smell. But who the fuck taught him how to wipe? Dear God, needs to be in prison, because I think I just I, I <laughs> learned this for the first time. I think he was on bad on his podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I wipe back to front." Like, oh my God, I've. I've been down there for eight years. Oh, back to front. Back to front. That means he's getting shit on mm -hmm. his bean bag. 
I know, and I've been eating the shit on that beanbag. It's really just... And you haven't been getting sick? I've been chronically ill for a long time. <laughs> I actually have digestive issues. Well, there you go. Talk to Dr. Drew. You could probably prescribe an antibiotic. Oh, You've got God. parasites or something. Something, or just a giant, like, 30-foot tapeworm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, at least. Mm-hmm. So walk me through this. So, so okay, you and I get out of high school. Yeah. Just white knuckling through that experience, mm-hmm. and we're out of the house, right? You're out of your parents' house. I'm assuming you go away. You go away to school. Mm-hmm. Where do you go to school? UNLV. I got a full ride. Congratulations. Swimming. That's huge, by the way. It was just I. I got so lucky because I swam fast. I was a fast swimmer. Thank God. What? A, but what a blessing in the skies. Mm-hmm. as they say that mm-hmm. you were a fast swimmer and that was your talent and you could i mean a full ride is like a maze that's that's and then so were you better off once you were out of your no came crashing down Still. i had to force to red shirt the year got fucked on ncaa credits and um made the olympics but didn't go it was really sad it was really just a oh god like my entire life was just one letdown after another. And then all the while, like I think my second year of college, my dad finally passed away, Oh, which is really sad, but also it's like the man was so old. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, but, but yeah, um, it, I, I don't say that. And like, I don't remember his death as something being like completely sad. I remember his dying as being sad. Yeah. His death being sort of like feeling like a relief at that time. It had yeah. been so long. He had been sick for so long. Um, but uh, it was weird. Like, I remember my best friend, like, because we were by him, like, when he was taking his last breath. Oh, but God. E- even in that moment, I just knew that um, something in me was wrong because my sister, my mom, and I, like, I don't know what it, we were giggling. <laughs> and my best friend, my Korean best friend, had never seen, like, a, a sick body before. And my dad's foot, um, was sort of like gangrenous at that point. Yeah. And I remember she was just, I don't know what she was thinking, but this is why we were laughing. But she was crying, but she was like petting his black foot. <laughs> and I got in my periphery as I was just watching my dad take his last breath. I see this tiny little Asian girl just petting my dad's black foot. And I just like erupted in laughter. She's like, what, are like you doing? what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, don't touch that. I wouldn't want to touch that. Either. I know. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's just a fuck, man. There's weird, tiny things like that where I'm like, my life is a fucking dark comedy. Yeah. And I don't want to see it as some, you know, I don't want to feel defeatist about it anymore. No. Yeah. No, because it made you, it, it got you to Bobby to a happy place. You guys have been together for eight years. That's, that's an amazing accomplishment. You guys have mm-hmm. a very successful podcast. It made you an interesting person. Yeah. And you have a lot of good things to share and to help other people. Like, dude, no, it don't, no, no. So, so why do you turn down the Olympics? What, what happens? When does this happen? My dad just died. Oh, so you were just fucked. It, it's so yeah. traumatic. But I made, I, I qualified. Um, it was just a whole thing. It was it, it's too much. Yeah, it's too it much. It was too much for you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been Athens. We would have gone to Greece. Damn. I think I should... Try attempt it. to come back try it now 36 yeah it's not too late right it's not too late i have a heart condition but we'll see <laughs> at what age can you not go to the olympics for swimming like what's the final i don't think there's an age you just have to be fast enough oh, so wow. let's suppose obviously i'm not swimming for the u.s olympic team 
I'm swimming for the Philippines, which is a completely <laughs> different standard. I mean, not to like shit on, you know, Filipino sports, but it's like you have to be a fucking alien like Michael Phelps yeah. to make it to the U.S. Olympic team. Like, I'm not that caliber. I'm I'm fast. You're Filipino fast. I'm Filipino. I'm American fast, but like yeah. U.S. Olympic trials fast, Damn. but not Olympics fast. That's amazing. So um, like division one fast, but not Olympics fast. What what was your way of, what is it, your stroke? Yeah, so, I was 200 meter butterflyer. That's this one? Yeah, that's that one. That's so hard yes. to do. Mm-hmm. I swim uh, sometimes for, you know, recreation and I, I just do, oh, I do the under the water. The breaststroke. The breaststroke. Yeah. And I attempt to do that. I can only get like five. And then I'm like, fuck, this is hard. We should go swimming together. I would love to. I would love you to show me proper form. I will give you proper technique. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's, the butterfly is all about undulation. It's Undul- a lot of it is in the kick. Uh-huh. Not so much the arms. If you're going by your arms alone, you're fucked. You, you're right. You can only doing. do just five. Yeah. So my yeah. form is way off because I was watching videos on YouTube for the breaststroke to yeah. get the form. The form is everything. And timing swimming. is everything too. Yeah. Timing. Timing. We'll get we'll get that down for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get in the Olympics this year. <laughs> when is the Olympics? I don't even fucking know. Wow. So so your college years are still a drama. I mean, I listen. Uh, I think that the death of a parent is it pro- it's one of the hardest things you go through as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's top five suck as an adult. Yeah. It's really, really hard. So that'll fuck up five years of your life. I think the death of a parent. Mm. At least at least three, three. no, wait, one year of denial and grief and horror. And then the next year <laughs> you're, you're just kind of getting your head out of your ass. And then, yeah. yeah, that's tough. Do you still have both of your parents? No, my mom died in 2015. And then my stepdad died a year after her, more or less. So it was like, it was weird. It was weird, yeah. I mean, that's the only, uh, like, if it's any consolation, men really don't survive long after their wives perish. This is, this this thought does bring me joy. Me too. Because mm-hmm. I don't want Tom remarrying some hot 20-something yoga instructor. I will cock block that operation yeah, for you, you girl. so fast. Same. Let's make a pact right now. Unless, though, she was like an ex-chola. Then okay, I'd be like, Christina okay. would, would <laughs> approve of this. But she has to be nice to my children. Mm-hmm. Like, do me a favor. Like, when he does meet this 20-year-old dumb-dumb. Yeah. It's, she's going to be a dumb-dumb. She's going to be a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because I don't think that he'll be looking for the kind of love he had with you. He's just going to be looking for a thrill that's very opposite of the all-encompassing love you shared. Thank you. And not a lot of this. Mm-mm. No, she's going to be, like, her mouth will be sewn shut. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's just, just, no slit there. No slit there, just mm-hmm. sewn shut. Just slit down there, that's all. That's it. One yeah. hole. One hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who do you think Bobby is going to go after when it, you die? The exact same type. Yeah, just a dummy. Yeah, him and Tom are going to go out there. <laughs> And they're going to be looking for people, women, very opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think aesthetically they'll go opposite? Like, will Bobby Lee go for He's going to go for a very skinny blonde girl, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tom's going to go like a beautiful, perfect Filipina. I think so. Yeah. I think you're not wrong about that. Fuck. That hurts. Yeah. Well, what what can I do to get your back? Like, just kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Just slip in some cyanide. 
<laughs> just take him out, please. Yeah. I just don't think, honestly, he'll, I, I don't think he would survive very long without me. The, he would no, burn he the can't. house down. Yeah. Something, there would be some like electrical fire or something yeah. would happen. He'd slip on a banana peel and die. Yeah. Yeah, because you and I are very bonded to our partners. I think that way. I think um, I don't get close to many people. I have a really hard time with true intimacy and feelings and stuff. I don't do that very well. But like the ones I do bond to, like my husband is just, he's like, I'm like you, where I'm like, I'm obsessed. Like yeah. I, I'm really, I, I really, I like his quirks. I mm -hmm. monitor them. Mm -hmm. I write them down for the podcast. <laughs> I, you know, like I like watching him have battles in his head where he's like, <laughs> like he fights with people and I, I, I like, I like to notice things about him. Yeah. yeah. He, he amuses me same endlessly yeah same that's bobby i just he's so fucking weird it's just yeah. the entertainment is endless and even when i'm really upset with him and i just like we're having the biggest fight he's so good at baiting me back in with something really silly and light gets you back in something my parents could never do like he's <laughs> able to console me in ways that i never thought i needed Oh, that's neat. And I really like that. So please kill him if yeah, I yeah, go yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I can't have him share that kind of like, oh, here's the thing. It makes me really sad because I, I think very few people really know who Bobby is. Of course. And I'd be really sad if someone else really knew who he was. Yeah, because that's your your yeah. guys' inner sanctum. Yeah. Well, she'd be too dumb to really kind of figure yeah, that out, right? Yeah, she never fucking go there. Yeah. And he wouldn't let it. I don't think he would because you guys have a special bond. Mm -hmm. And he, I think he really loves you and adores you and, and gets it that you're like, you're just it. Yeah, I hope so. He's going to, who knows? Maybe he's, you know, hanging out with a Hungarian. No. Hottie. No, they're pigs. They're all, <laughs> they're all eating sausage of bad skin. I feel like Hungarian, they can't be. Hungarian women Ugh, have grossest to. people in the world. Really? Rude. They're so rude. Just go ahead and, yeah, just ugh, look at these pigs. Hold on. <laughs> never visit. Look at that eight reasons you should never visit Hungary. There's <laughs> one. There she is. That's the woman. Yeah, there you go. This is the most beautiful woman in Eastern Europe. There you go. There she is, Babushka. Nah, he, he ain't going to do that. So do you have a relationship with your mother now? A good one, bad yeah, one? A you good talk one. to her. How I, did she feel about your your um, mental illness stuff? Like, did she ever talk to you about that? Yeah, it's in a very, um, in, in the best way that she can. Yeah. Because, you know, she grew up, she also grew up, like, thank God I've been in therapy, so I understand her set of trauma as well. And I thought I had it bad. She had it far, far worse. So yes. I'm off, able to like offer her grace in that way where I'm like, look, it really isn't your fault why you raised me the way I did. Like you really didn't know any better. But um, we have a great relationship now. But she beat me endlessly and brutally growing up. Oh my God. Not even, that was the only upside of coming to America is that I could call 911 or Child Protective <laughs> Services. And I threatened that. The moment we landed and I remember... Being yeah. in JC Penny and her saying, "Hey, go ask for a a 32A for your small titties," and I was like, ah, "Who do I ask? Like, you know, how do how do things work in America?" And I was like, "You ask, Ma. You're the adult." And she like threatened to backhand, and I was like, "Na na na, <laughs> cameras here, lady. This is America. You can't pull that shit anymore. Not today, bitch." That was that was a, a relief, and um, she probably hated losing that power over us, but. When we grew up, she beat <laughs> us like fucking like 
like internment style. No. Like, she would have us kneel on rock salt with our arms out like this. Oh my God. Um, she would do this thing called stomach belt where we would have to lay on the bed with our stomachs exposed and she would belt our stomach. Jesus. She would fucking use banana peels to just whip our faces. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was real fucked up. She was real fucked up. She thought that what she did to us was mild in comparison to what was done to her. So, so she, she really... didn't really feel that bad. And even if you ask her now, she, I'm like, you know, because sometimes I'm like on my hands and knees when I'm feeling just really vulnerable. And I'm like, just can you just say that what you did to me was bad? She goes, those were the times. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like I didn't know any better. Now she knows, like if I had a kid now, she would not. Mm-mm, you we know, wouldn't let that shit happen. Employ torture tactics, but, <sighs> but, but that's she punched me so hard in my mouth one time that it took me three hours to unpluck my braces wire from my lips. I remember hiding in the trash can for like the my neighbor's trash can for two hours, and she was just I could hear her circling the neighborhood like, "Where the fuck are you, shit?" You know, but yeah, that was uh, I love my mommy now. She's not, she's not who, she's I not wouldn't, who, I don't know how, <laughs> she sounds like a real animal to me, man, and she's I a, don't know how you do, I, I gotta tell you, because I think for, especially as a mother now, I can't even conceive of hitting my kids, it's so far off the menu, it's yeah. not, it's not, there are times where I w- want to be like, nah, 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 you know, but it's more about me wanting to run away from yeah. them if they're crying, mm-hmm. but to hurt a, your baby yeah, the wire's got to be crossed in your head, man. That, it's that's true. not fucking normal. It absolutely ends with me. It ends with me. For the longest time, I was so afraid of having children because I was like, "What if that's in me? What if like I have so much trauma that I ca- I can't?" But I know it ends with me. Like I mm. won't hit my dog. I don't hit anybody. Like good for you. Congratulations. I, and um, I know that she. She as well, she's just like, I I ask her, I'm like, what do you think of like how parents are like rearing their children now without having to like physically discipline them? She's like, no, that's the right way. Cause mm-hmm. she's re- realizing that all her anxieties and all her fucked upness is from that, is rooted in that as well, you know? Yeah, it's not the way, it's not the Yeah, same. but I love her so much. She really is just a, um, a really, really kind person who just was dealt a really fucked up, like, you know, deck of cards see i man like i want to get there i want to get where you're at i mean with my mother being gone physically it's really helped me get there yeah because now i'm like she's done suffering she's done torturing me and herself like so have you done a trauma egg what's that that's what helped me what's a fucking trauma egg it's a drawing they they make you do when you go through like intensive like therapy like the Hmm. Therapy, not just in a therapy session, but you actually, that's what it looks like. Um, but it gives you the whole picture of your life, including your mm. parents. But it you it really- Look you, at all these fat guys that are <laughs> teaching you. Do you have to be fat and old and white to give me trauma? <laughs> um, but it helped me get there with my mother. Yeah. Much faster than I probably would have because when you're a victim of something, it's hard to see that your perpetrator was also a victim. Oh yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying when you're like, I love my mommy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever let myself have a, like total, do you have totally tender feelings for her? Totally. Wow, 
totally like i she brushes my hair for two hours i make her tuck me into bed oh well that's because she's alive and she can do those things well that's what i was gonna say for you like (laughs) (laughs) wait and it sounds like she's turned a corner where she's had some sort of thing where she understands that it was wrong or that she shouldn't beat children now yeah no but she still thinks what she did for you was okay she forgives herself because she's she's actually far more far further along than me because she's able to forgive even the bad parts of herself she's not feeling shameful about it anymore she's like look i didn't know better yeah has she been in therapy she hasn't but she's gotten a lot of secondhand therapy because my sister and i have been in therapy <laughs> so for a long time okay so it sounds like she's done some work on herself see i yeah. think that's the difference though let, let me say that again to people listening there's a difference with toxic parent that's the label toxic parent i hate labels but this is what it is so when you have a parent who's an alcoholic or abuser physically mm-hmm. emotionally da, 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 and you say to me i love but i love them or they're still in my life, I haven't cut them out, but it's only because that parent has done the work mm-hmm. to earn the right to be in your life. Mm-hmm. That's different. Now, if your parent is still like, nah, fuck you, I what I did was right, you're still a piece of shit, I'm gonna continue to abuse you, you cannot love that parent, really. You can't love your mommy. It's impossible. You can't do it. No, you can't. So the only way, like in these movies, there's always these fucking movies where you know, the parent at the end they've been a shitty parent and abusive their whole life and then at the end of the movie they're like but i love them it's like yeah but you, they had to do the work to earn the love yeah you don't get that privilege. and if you say you love them that's just stockholm syndrome yeah you you just learn to love your abuser there yes. you have a tether there you, it's it's trauma bonding yes because with my my children like i put in the the work and the love and i get the right to have a relationship with them. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, dude. But anyway, but yes, it ends with us, Kalila. It ends uh, with us. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Do you know it takes three generations to resolve uh, trauma? That's what that's they say. It. So like your mom might be, you, you're third because if your mom was abused, which are my parents were because they're foreigners. So first generation is like your grandparents. Second is your mommy and your daddy. And then now you're number three. So you're going to end the cycle. It takes three generations. So you and I are like the the first ones to be in America. We're not even yeah. American born. which I know. But we're going to, maybe if you guys have children, then they'll, they'll be the first. Yeah, they'll be the first. And then you fucking hopefully put an end to this nonsense. I know. But then it's like years from now, will we'll, we look back and be like, yeah, that was the right way to parent. What? And- to beat people? Oh, like to you know like I, I'm not a parent so I, I can't judge like parenting styles and stuff but you do see parents go a little bit too far with just you know their kid can do no wrong oh yeah that's that's abusive too yeah you're not disciplining them yeah so like um the opposite of not hitting basically <laughs> <laughs> zero discipline or like he wants to pee there he could pee there if he wants yeah like, all right i do see as a gen xer like some of it is a little too accepting of like just be who they are just it's like mm-hmm. no you have to conform a little bit in society yeah it's not always going to be about you and how mm-hmm. you feel about shit life isn't about that yeah <laughs> if you want to be successful if you want to be a fucking loser go ahead yeah be you you suck what if you suck i don't know so you get out of college Um, you're finally when do you like correct the ship you know what i'm saying like you're still kind of fucked up in college 
Did you graduate from school? Or you... Yeah, it took a while. But Good. yeah, I graduated. I got my nursing degree. Congratulations. And um, God, I'm still correcting. I'm still <laughs> course correcting. Yeah. Even now, you know, like, gosh, I don't know. I'll decide if I want this part cut out. But sure. um, even up until like yesterday, like I was in therapy and I was crying and she was, you know, it was always in a nice way sort of considered amongst therapists that I might be on the spectrum. Oh, really? I don't get that at all. And and tiny, like, because I have, like, sensory issues. Like, I have a lot of, like, weird sensory things that, like, I don't necessarily, like, talk about. Mm. But, um, um, again, it was talked about yesterday. And the conversation was more like, I, I realized that you're very tied to the idea that all of your your sweating and your poor coping and A, B, C, D, and E is from your trauma. But, you know, it's worth considering also mm. the other side of it, which mm. is that you, you know, like you are like maybe neurodiverse or maybe an HSP, which is like a highly sensitive oh, yeah. person. Yeah, HSP. Yeah, so, so I was like, I had this little fucking self-awareness that I didn't know that, you know, my quirks might actually be not from being beat my whole life and that it just, I was born this way. I think that's wonderful. I mean, I think it sounds like you have great therapists that can finally get that. Because I, I have a friend whose child is, has this mm -hmm. uh, sensory processing stuff. And it's pretty well diagnosed now and I think mm -hmm. like managed. But I think that's kind of cool because I think when you go through a lot of trauma, the point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of stuff that's theirs and not yours. And that's what the process of therapy is. It's going, oh, this is their stuff. This is mommy and daddy. And then what am I? Who am I? So much of who you are was mm -hmm. buried by just dealing with mommy and daddy's stuff yeah so like if this is the case for you what a blessing because now you can go like oh that's who i am that's kalila this is yeah. my bag like i didn't even know what colors i liked because my mom would just like you like purple like, <laughs> i don't like purple i hate purple that's very catholic of her to say yeah right catholics, catholics fucking like love purple, purple. yeah or just little things. I, I didn't know what foods I liked. Because I, I want to, you know, I want to order chicken pot pie at Marie Callender's. Don't order that. It's disgusting. No, you're going to order spaghetti. <laughs> so down, down to like what food I liked or what I, who am I? Wait, I, I want to ask you something sure. about chicken pot pies. Yeah. Because um, I do a podcast so with Esther Povitsky and oh, yeah, Annie yeah, Letterman. Yeah. I love um, those two. We're in the process of changing our names, but I think we've, we, it's, it's called Trash Tuesday. But love she it. says that, is chicken pot pie a food of your generation? Because like the younger kids, <laughs> we don't understand. Because Bobby, our entire freezer are pot pies. Really? That's all he eats. Well, I think they're a product of the latchkey kid diet. I'm mm. going to go out and say that they were part of the Stouffer's or lean cuisine fair. So a chicken pot pie was something a latchkey kid could come home from school and you could put it in the oven or the microwave mm. and it was like part of that lane. So 
I'm going to go with maybe even earlier than Gen X. I'm going to go with boomer food. Really? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, it's Ameri- It's very American, which is why my mother loathed it because she thought, oh, this is disgusting. It's nothing tasty in here. No flavor. It's not. <laughs> she could understand why I would want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like pot pies. Yeah. I understand them now. I just don't understand why like the Gen Xers just, their fridge they is always full of love pot pies. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it could be. It could just be that Bobby likes chicken pot pies. But um, as a whole, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. What are some foods that um, you concocted when you were a teenager? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. I, I know. Last kid, I fed myself for many years. Number one, steak them. I don't know if you ever What's had a steak them. Steak them. It's uh, it's it's frozen steak strips, and you throw them in the microwave, and it was like steak. It's like this is Jim Gaffigan joke. Is that steak? Um, because you weren't sure if it was really that's steak them, and you we I would eat steak them. Uh, also, ramen with top, top with ramen. how? Okay, tell me how. Come on, girl. Come on, this is varsity. I, I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay, number one. Uh, I like the oriental flavor. I don't know if they call it oriental flavor anymore. <laughs> it's considered very politically incorrect. I like to make it with, I uh, do the raw egg, mm-hmm. put that in as mm-hmm. it's still boiling. You cook your egg in there. Now here's something really disgusting. Shaky cheese. I love shaky cheese. On your ramen? Christina, I am a shaky stan forever. Yeah. I grew up, we had one shakies shaky on my island. <laughs> We didn't have pizza. We didn't have all the other bullshit. And it's where we went for every single birthday. <laughs> so shaky cheese is very close to my Me heart. Me too. But what brand are you interested in? Oh, wait, there's different brands? Girl, there's only one brand. In my mind, it's Craft. 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 Oh. Craft shaky cheese. I thought I thought we were talking about shaky's pizza cheese. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Wow, way to fucking crush my dreams. <laughs> well, try this kind if you're into that. But... I love this stuff so much. I, I, I love this I shit. I still eat this stuff. So do I. Yeah. But the, I know what you're talking about because their shaky cheese is in the kind that the, the restaurant seals. Mm-hmm. So some dirty server's hand went into yeah. that. Yeah. But was there's, it hard or was it the packets? They had both. Yeah. But um, but this stuff, I'm I'm still, I'm very much into. Yeah. What What's your ramen style? My ramen style is I never keep... Um, I don't like it runny, so I like only the flavor and mm-hmm. then sort of like a, a dry ramen, I guess you could say. A dry, but you cook the noodles. I cook the noodles, but yeah. I just take away all like the water, the juice. Or the juice. I'm not big on a lot of juice either, mm. which is really, yeah. Well, here's what I have a problem with in Gen Zers because they have this like TikTok where it's like, this is how you make, this is a fucking ramen hot yeah. hack. I'm like, we've been, we've, we've been doing that. Yeah, we've been done ramen hacking, bitch. We've added even eight more ingredients than that. Stupid. And like, I know I've seen those talks and they're like, we could, you could cut up onions and put chives in there or some shit. I'm like, bitch, nobody's fucking doing it. First of all, if you have chives in your fridge, why the yeah. fuck are you eating ramen noodles? Like, yeah. that Who means you must have other has, shit in yeah. your fridge. They have tarragon <sighs> and saffron. Fuck out of here. With yeah. That. Tired of their shit. Fuck out of here. I, um, I take it one, one step up. Go ahead. Um, just plain white um sticky rice i love sticky sticky rice is different than just regular rice very different you can't have the long grain white rice no that's sticky separates. rice do you talking about the kind that you put in the the, the leaf you can like well it's <sighs> close to sushi rice 
I love where it souffle. packs well, right? <gasps> and then you put a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of bit of butter, Ooh, a little salt, mm. and then you just eat it with ketchup. It's the best. Natav, tell Kalila how you saw me eating my white rice. <laughs> yeah, you put ketchup on it. Like an animal. It's the best. Immigrant I love baby. You so much. Immigrant this style. is how it's supposed to be done. Yes. Another here's another hack I'll give sure, you. Sure, go ahead. Just plain rice, vegetable oil, and mm. soy sauce. I, I call it patis mantica. Oh, it gives you a full you don't even need protein or meat. It just gives you all the flavor profiles. I love that shit. It's so good. But I also too, I love a good Japanese the Japanese sticky rice mm -hmm. with just some soy sauce on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, just, but just try a little bit of oil. Next okay, time. I'll try it. Uh, vegetable oil. Vegetable oil. Don't get the olive oil, it'll fuck up. It'll olive take over the whole too much yeah. flavors. And wait, who oh the Chinese do the the wrapped uh Right, with an egg inside and some meat. Yes. <sighs> the, a, a party favorite too. Another poor man food. Mm. Um, you take cream cheese mm. and you take chili, like Hormel chili. Mm. Mm. And then you get um, shredded cheese on top and you stick it in the microwave. It's poor man nachos. The best. That sounds so good. Because it is so good. good. So good. Fuck, I like that. Oh God, I miss those Are days. Are you hungry? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. It's getting close to dinner time. Mm -hmm. Let me do some Pajitsky effects because apropos our immigrant discussion this is a love a lovely adjacent topic do we have any voicemail to do yeah i love so so let me explain these to kalila this is where you realize you've been doing shit wrong your whole life because probably your immigrant ass parents did it that way and you just thought like oh there's no other way to do this yeah. okay go ahead here we go hey mommy this is alex from boulder i had a pajitski effect so all my life i was told you have to turn the shower to the half half cold, half warm, and wait for it to warm up. But then the other day I realized you can just turn it all the way to hot and it gets hot a lot quicker. And yeah. then you can just, you know, adjust it cold accordingly instead of having to wait for both to warm up. Uh, I thank my immigrant parents for that. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I bet you I'm coming up in May. And did you, did you know that track? Wait, so he's saying, what is he saying? That you have to turn on the faucet <laughs> And, and heat up the faucet to get the shower <clears throat> to get hot as well? So, no, sorry. What I understood it is when you're getting in the shower, yeah. you turn on the hot and the cold. Is that what he said, Nadav? Yeah, and I think any in the room just learned this for the first time <laughs> as well. But explain to Kalilo what this man was saying. So when you get into the shower, you know how, you know, it's the, the faucet could be either on cold or hot, mm -hmm. like the temperature of the actual shower. Mm -hmm. So this person was taught to put it in the middle of the hot and the cold and wait for it to get hot. When instead oh. he could just start it off all the all way, the way hot, hot. Blast it. yeah, and then that, it gets hot faster. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I I blast it and then I I go down. Wow, cold. that's y'all got some fancy pipes because yeah. when I was growing up, <laughs> you had to turn every single faucet on in the house, and my mom would say, "You got to get the pipes going because." They, it would take so long for the water to get hot, but if other things were running as well, then you'd get there sooner. Right? Oh, that's because you probably had poor water circulation. Yeah, and when you would the flush house. a toilet, then you'd burn. Oh. Like, you just scald <laughs> your skin right off. Okay, I get it now. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Annie, you're doing that? You're doing the middle ground? I mean... I mean, I still kind of don't like. I'm gonna test it when I get home because I don't believe that there's no way that that's actually how that works. You, it gets hotter because you turn it more to the hot. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I legit, I dead ass did not know this. I dead ass. I'm, I feel stupid. So there's so many things on this show that I've been like. Do you guys know how to jungle flush in a pinch? What? What did? You, what's it? What? I call it a jungle flush. Like if you're in someone's bathroom, <laughs> you 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 do a brown. Yeah. And it's not flushing. Oh. Do you just walk out, or do you have tricks up your sleeve? I've got tricks. But oh go yeah. Ahead. What are your tricks? Well, you'd have to get a bucket involved, and then you hmm. you pour water in, and what you don't that pour? Oh, you dump because it needs that fast the pressure. Fast. Yeah, it's a it's a flick at a wrist. But then, what if I can't find a bucket? Well, you can take honestly if you. That's tricky. But if you <laughs> have any, you don't need a lot of water. You just need fast, high pressure. Right. Okay. Right? So if even if you have like a tiny cup and you just pour oh. it fast a couple times, it works. Okay. Or you can just fiddle with the back of the, fill, fill the water back up. Because you know how sometimes toilets don't fill up yes. fast enough and because it's a fucking old thing. Yeah. I just do my Filipino magic in the back. But jungle flush is very, very crucial. <laughs> I think that's a life skill that um, Gen Zers will unfortunately not learn <laughs> and they're doomed. Well, because we've all, I mean, I have shit at a party and then you flush mm -hmm. and then the water comes back up and it's yeah. mortifying. It's just, yeah. what, what can I do if the water comes back up though? You just pray to God. You're fucked. <laughs> you just have to run out the yeah, window. Yeah, it's a little different. That's yeah. Good. Do we have another voicemail, mommy? Hey, Cassandra, this is Ray in Missouri, and I have a Pashitsky effect for you. Um, it's currently Wednesday, and my dog is literally out of food, and I just keep stressing and stressing out over it. I'm like, God, can you wait till the weekend so I can go to Sam's Club and get him more dog food? <laughs> and then it just hit me. I can literally go to Sam's Club whenever the fuck I need to. I don't plan <laughs> a weekend trip to Sam's Club to get him dog food. I don't know why I think I'm Miss Daisy. I need to plan a trip to Piggly Wiggly for Morgan Freeman to drive me there, but I can go at any point. Also, if I wasn't so talked, I could just like remember the brand and model of his dog food yeah. and just order it on Chewy and have it sent yeah. straight to my door. That's what I do. Anyways, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Piss on me, beat me, um, and you bet I'm coming up to Liberty Township. <laughs> See, Jean. That was a great sign-off. Yes, you can have dog food sent directly to your doorstep. Yeah. You do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's of a good horse. Yeah. But I like how he's like, I can't go to Sam's Club unless it's a weekend. Like, you know, you have that in your head. Like, you can't break proto and go on a weeknight. It's so uh, funny. Okay, here's a good one. When I was a kid, my parents took me to a fancy Italian restaurant and encouraged me to dip the bread in olive oil and balsamic vinegar. I thought it was disgusting and immediately dismissed balsamic vinegar as some kind of delicacy on par with caviar and other <laughs> foods that are too sophisticated for my palate. One day on a whim, I permitted myself to wander through the grocery store aisle where they stocked vinegar. It turns out that shit's just $2 a bottle. Heck, I even splurged and got the $3 from the top shelf. Now I can make delicious salad dressing and I feel like the world has opened up to an overwhelming amount of hope and possibilities. <laughs> right? Like when you're a kid, don't you think some things are just so expensive? Mm -hmm. Like your mother would not, like my mother would not let us get raspberries. Those are too expensive a fruit. Who can buy raspberries? So now of course, every time I buy fucking raspberries, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's what, four bucks of fucking organic, Thing and, but hey. it loses its joy 
what if you buy them yeah because that's how i felt about seafood uh, seaweed salad oh that's special. as soon as costco started selling oh. bulk seaweed salad i stopped liking seaweed salad i'm like oh, oh wow. not only do i have the money to buy this but they come in bulk bulk is gross yeah it's like sometimes your your mom is right you cannot <laughs> You, it's like to feel joy, you kind of have to hold back Ration some. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Ra good, oh, ration, well, that's a trigger word for me. Is that right? Yeah, my mom would ration her food. See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, know, I, know, I know what you mean, and I'm sorry you didn't get to eat all the raspberries. No, now I can't. To. Now I can't, I'm a doll, I can, I can eat them in bed. And that's another thing I do, I eat in bed all the time. I wasn't allowed to do that. And mm. I just fucking, I don't give a shit. Today I had a Niswa salad and I spilled <gasps> egg. Wow. And tuna? And tuna in my fucking bed. Ooh. Don't give a shit. Mm. Do what I want. I mean, that does sound fun. I um, can care. I, yeah, I'm, um, there was something I wanted to ask you in regards to that. <laughs> in regards to the thing, but it's okay, we'll move on. Okay, we'll think about it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the raspberries, was that what you were thinking of? No, I wanted to ask you if you were still like, if that carries over from your mom, like being economical with like, yeah, it took me so so it took me many years to get out of that communist way of existence of like everything's going to end any minute where the <laughs> Russians are coming. Hide. Uh, yes, to get out of that communist yeah. shit. Like uh I would say up until about a year ago, honestly, if I'm being like a hundred percent real with myself, mm -hmm. I'm like, Okay, I think uh I think I think that part of me's done because I'm a survivor. You and I are both survivors. And let's say tomorrow yeah. it does all go away. I'll fucking find a way, dude. Like I'll go bag groceries mm -hmm. to H-E-B. I'll fucking do. Same. I don't care, I'll do it. Same. Nothing it is above me. If yeah. all goes to shit, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, will, I will be anyone's janitor. I will do Same. I have no shame about that. No, no. But that's why I think that's what it takes to become a successful anything. Yeah, is to not have shame in your game. I mean, I I did all those shitty jobs. Same as a cop, you know. Happy to do them. Happy, yeah, dude. Best job I ever had. Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. Shout out, uh, <laughs> Pasadena. One of the greatest jobs. I did. I fucking did everything there. Right. What did you do as a Girl Scout? I answered I phones. I filed. I helped sell and stock That's cute. Girl Scout cookies. And That's really cute. It was fun. I sold parking for many years in a parking box in a booth. I worked at LA Fitness. That was my first job in America. <laughs> That's cool. Passing out flyers, cleaning their bathrooms. The one in Pasadena, the one hey. on Lake Avenue. Lake Avenue. That's a highly desirable location. Mm -hmm. Very nice. With all the glass windows. I See know. everybody on the treadmill. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do one last Pajitsky effect. I'm so happy you're here, Kalila. I really appreciate it. And I feel so happy to have gotten to know you more. You know, always with Bobby Lee <laughs> taking center stage. It's about time. Thank you. Hi, Kristineth. <laughs> My husband actually Pajitsky affected me the other day when I was complaining about how I hated that I had to sprint from the coffee pot to the trash can when throwing away a used coffee filter so it wouldn't dribble all over the floor or even where it's completely ripped, spilling my wet coffee grounds all over. My husband laughed and said, why don't you just pick it up from the plastic holder that the filter sits in so that doesn't happen? I stood there paralyzed in disbelief that my husband had muttered such genius words to me. A few days later, I told him how well that hack had been working for me. He replied saying, it's not a hack. It's literally just how you do it. <laughs> Piss on me, beat me. Oh, I'm having chest pain. Did you know that? That you cannot burn your fingers? And I always go for the dramatic route. Same. So I'm doing everything wrong, I think. <laughs> 
if it's not like pure acrobatics, then it's it's not me. Like yeah. I have to. It's, yeah. <laughs> Tom says I just use brute force, <laughs> and that is like okay. I'll give you a great example. My kids and I landed at LAX Airport on Sunday, and I had I had to wait for the stroller. So my kids went ahead, and they're getting their bags with the guy, whatever. And I fucking go and I go to the baggage claim. And I'm like, motherfucker, where's the elevator? I got to go to fucking baggage claim, bro. And I'm looking and I'm not fucking seeing it. So I'm like, whatever, dude. I put my stroller, big ass double stroller on the escalator. And I just <laughs> held that bitch down. I was like, what's up, homies? 818 till I die. Fuck you. But that's like my mentality. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Tell me I can't. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I have to agree though. I'd rather apologize. Like I'm not looking. I, I work harder, not sm- unfortunately, not always smarter. <laughs> I know that it's supposed to, you know, that's not a good life, but it's, that's how I am. I'm like, I just don't have common sense sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, muscles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an idiot in that, like my comedy career, there probably, I I probably could have done it easier. And I did it the absolute hardest way all the time. Like I just, I I took all the shittiest hell games. Maybe that's like unknowingly self-flagellation though. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, at the time, it was like, mm-hmm. I don't deserve to mm-hmm. be a normal person. I'm going to do everything the hard way, of yeah. course. But hey, the benefit is that you, you, the long route, the scenic route is where you learn the most and you get really good at stuff, I think. Is it that scenic though? <laughs> you know what? You know what I really hate is when people are like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm better for it. Like, I didn't need to go yeah, through Yeah, I that. didn't either. I didn't. But let's do a fucking redo, please. <laughs> do you know how amazing I'd be? If you didn't have trauma. Yeah. I just think that like, you I know, know I, I a good set of ingredients and just cooked I wrong. I know. But imagine if you do have children, if you guys decide to, you can do that for your children. I imagine so. the awesome DNA that they'll get from you and from, well, from you. And, <laughs> with Bobby, so. and you know, um, you, you can watch that in action it's it's pretty dope i have to say like watching my kids now i'm like oh you guys don't have to deal with the shit that i dealt with and mm. I, I just watch them grow and like not and feel not, safe and feel safe and have no anxiety that oh, i did and feeling. imagine feeling safe when we were i have no idea what don't know that's what that's like, like. <laughs> <laughs> or just feeling relaxed around my family of origin do you remember like i remember always like sitting in the living room just like oh god like just shoulders up around mm-hmm. all right i, gotta I go. have the biggest traps because of that <laughs> that's me like my traps are massive <laughs> oh god we're well, fucked you got to come back and we could do a part two on this because <laughs> this is like where oh, i love you so much so listen to tiger belly and then you're gonna rename bloodbath right now it's bloodbath but it's gonna yeah be... i i think we've come to the agreement that it's probably gonna be called trash tuesday i love trash tuesday i love it too and i love esther and i love annie and i love you so Thank congratulations you. that sounds like an amazing project and that's it mommies um thank you for being here subscribe on the poop tubes that way every time a video drops you get notified. That's why people subscribe. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> I was never aware. I'm such a dumb. There's a Pajitsky effect for you. Okay. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at podcast. With Christina P.